welcome back to Running Deep Podcast for a special bonus episode. This podcast was originally posted on our Candeo Equipping Podcast, but I thought it was too good not to share right here with our women at Running Deep. Listen as my friend Lindsay Stevers talks with Jake Herring and Jordan Prehoda as she shares her story of hope and healing after an abortion in her teens. So for us, every for the last like three years, we've done, I think Cody calls it, I heart the Cedar Valley Day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, we can keep calling it that, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Staff director, it's called. Yeah, so, so the first year we went to UNI, basically the purpose of the day is to like, um, is to, for our whole staff to spend the day going to uh, things that align with our mission, our vision, our values. And so yeah. like the first year we went to, uh, to you and I got a tour around um, the WRC, around the campus, like to just be able to see the campus, you know, um, just to make sure that all of our staff have a real in-depth, like, mm-hmm. like we, we know what we're talking about yeah. when we talk about the UNI campus. So that you can visualize like the students totally. walking around and exactly. what the campus is like. Yeah. yeah. And so we did that the first year. Then the second year, uh, we went to, to Love Inc., House of Hope, spent some time over, uh, over at Hope City with Quivadas talking about uh, Waterloo and race things. Mm-hmm. And, and you mm-hmm. presented some stuff with that mm-hmm. too, Jordan. And mm-hmm. that was a great day. So then this year, uh, this year we were originally going to go to John Deere because oh, yeah. we were like, that's where a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of our people work. Like John Deere just employs a lot mm-hmm. of people. Like so to go over to the um, what's that called over there? The the you know Deere people the museum. know the, the acronym. Uh, no, not the, the tractor museum. Is it, is it like TCA? T- Ooh, there's not an acronym PEC. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So we were going to go over there, but yeah. COVID kind of mm-hmm. shut things down. So mm-hmm. then we were like, well, we got other local ministries that we can get eyes on. So we went to uh, Alternatives. We talked to um, Love, Inc. was yep. the other mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. later on that day. And then uh, and then we had lunch with the mayor. Yeah. And so that was awesome. But when we went to Alternatives, so Lindsay, you were there, and you're one of, like, you're part of Candeo. You're one of our, like, liaisons with Alternatives. Well, unbeknownst to us, the, this moment happens when we're meeting as a staff in this big room, and Lindsay, you just start sharing like your passion for alternatives and all this stuff, and you you gave us a what I'm guessing was a snapshot, like a small little window into your story yeah. that really, really moved like all of us, and we were so blown away. Mm-hmm. And like, and it was one of those things where it was like, we kind of got to like look through this little peephole of a story and go like, I want to hear more about that because okay. that's amazing, like yeah. what God has done in your life. So mm-hmm. can you kind of first like introduce yourself mm-hmm. and then kind of take us about as far back as you want sure. in in how God has worked in your life up to this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, first of all, this opportunity is something that I began praying about um, two over two years ago before Josh and my husband Josh and I even moved to Iowa. Um, I began praying for a church like Candeo, mm-hmm. so I want to thank you for what you've done here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a perfect fit for our family and really helped us grow closer to the awesome. Lord. But I also began praying for an opportunity like Alternatives um, because of what the Lord has done for me in just a few short years. So that it was here at Candeo that I heard about alternatives mm-hmm. and the opportunity to volunteer there. So I was like, 
yes, right away, you know, and got started shortly after. But I also began praying for the opportunity to share my story. Mm. But I had no idea that it was going to be that God was going to decide to use an opportunity like this, where I would be sharing it, um, you know, somewhat publicly Mm. in front of two of my pastors. (laughs) You know, I had no idea. So he makes me laugh. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, truly just trying hard to listen to the Lord and stay Mm. in tune to him and um, surrender to him every day and just Mm. do what he's asking me to do. Mm. So that kind of is what brought me here. Um, today, um, and awesome. and what prompted me to share my story s- somewhat that day that you were touring mm-hmm. alternatives, the Holy Spirit just overtook me mm-hmm. because I said I just started to think and you know shake and sweat and you know all these things. <laughs> I just and I was like, okay, if this is the moment, you know, in front of the entire Candeo staff, basically, um, if this is what you want me to do, I'll open my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so really. Um, what I'd love to do is kind of take you back to me growing up shortly and kind of what brought me here today at 32 years old, if yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Please do. So um, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, I had very loving, very hardworking parents, and we were always raised in the church. So um, that was really just something that was a part of our life. And my parents did everything they could for my sisters and I. I have two sisters. And um, really what happened as time went on is I just kind of strayed big time. Um, Started really um, making some really bad choices at a young age, experimenting with boys and um, all kinds of things, and really just went down a path that reflecting now really wasn't me. I can't really understand um, how I got where I was, but I did. And, you know, as time went on, the older I got, um, I found myself in high school pregnant, facing an unplanned pregnancy. And this is something that was not talked about at home. It wasn't mm-hmm. talked about at school, and it definitely wasn't talked about at church. Mm-hmm. So here I was, terrified, mm-hmm. um, totally overwhelmed with what I was going through, and didn't really know where to turn. So um, I went to the only place I knew of that covered this topic. So I found myself at a clinic that, um, and at this clinic, unfortunately, I was sold a lie. Mm-hmm. that I have really unfortunately believed. And they told me there um, for a, you know, a roundabout way, they said you know, that abortion could be a really quick fix to this so-called mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I was, you know, afraid to tell anybody. And, um, and really at that point in my life, I don't think that I was, I really don't believe I knew what, what I was choosing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I wasn't educated. Um, you know, the fear, I was frozen with fear. So really just a few short days later, I found myself in the clinic and, um, you know, that was a horrific experience. Mm -hmm. It really was. And um, I I remember some of it, you know, Mm -hmm. God has been so good to help me remember things that I think he wants me to remember Mm -hmm. about the experience, but there are lots of things I'm sure that I've blacked out or blocked out rather. So while I was there, um, I do remember crystal clear, I was bawling and, you know, hysterically crying Mm -hmm. in this waiting room, essentially. Mm -hmm. And nobody, um, not an employee, not another person in the entire clinic stopped me and said anything along the lines of, you know, are you sure you want to do this? Do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and um, they really do kind of treat it like one in 
the next, you know, kind of just next to next, next, next. And I was so frozen. Um, and what, what I also remember is the ultrasound part of this appointment. Mm. And they don't, in my experience, all I can do is speak from my experience, of sure. course. But in my experience, you know, they did not show me the screen of the ultrasound. And I don't remember being educated enough to ask mm. to see what was on the screen. You know, I'm just laying there and crying and, you know, just going through the motions, mm -hmm. trying to get this over with, I think, you know, because I, again, I just, I didn't really know what I was going through. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I reflected on the ultrasound part and the more that I'm learning at alternatives and stuff, that mm. is something that ha we have to find a way that that has to be done, like mm. to where the woman or the young girl sees mm -hmm. what's in their bodies, you know, to bring some reality to what they're doing. Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, while I was there, you know, it was a few hours later that I'm leaving. And I left that clinic that day um, completely emotionally dead hmm. is the only way that I can explain it um, because of what I had just done. Hmm. And I remember leaving and not feeling anything, you know, kind of a numbness. Hmm. Um, so anyway, you know, I spent... After that day, I spent the next over decade of my life in completely self-sabotaging behavior. Hmm. And I don't make excuses for the behavior. I don't make excuses for the decisions I made before or after my abortion decision. But I am able now to show myself a little more grace um, because I was truly trying to feel something. Hmm. So I spent that decade, you know, abusing alcohol. Um, I was extremely promiscuous. Um, you know, I was somewhat promiscuous before, but after it's, it was so much accelerated mm. that it's um, sad to think about, you know, and um, I was on and off antidepressant depression medication mm. after that and uh, in and out of counseling. It was anyway, I, you know, then I find myself, you know, um, at 28 meeting my husband. Well, I met him and then we were married and I was 28. and. Mm. Here I am with this loving, hardworking husband, um, starting our life together, and we start talking about our future. And um, you know, I had never, until that, um, until then, really faced my past mm -hmm. and my pregnancy past, and you know, like the fact that this is going to be something that I'm going to have to talk about now if we're going to try to have a family someday. Mm -hmm. I guess that never really crossed my mind because what I had done with that that decision is stuffed it down so far that it sometimes felt like it didn't exist. Hmm. Like it actually felt like sometimes um, that it never happened hmm. um, because I had spent so long trying to hide it and you know, and so fearful that I might get found out, you know? Um, so it wasn't until 2018, I was 30 years old and my girlfriend asked me to go to coffee and uh, she shared her testimony with me. And I think it's important to note um, that I had only known this friend for about 12 months at this point, so she could have never known my story, hmm. um, or at least that part of my story at, at this point. So she takes me to coffee and starts sharing with me about this Bible study that she just completed and how it was about um, a a, an abortion recovery Bible study. Hmm. And the word, that was the first time that I had been um, that I had encountered the word abortion mm. since I had been in high school. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, I had avoided it in the media. I had, if it was ever talked about at church, I kind of shut down. You know, I had heard the word before, but this was going to be the first time that I was, I was potentially going to have to talk about it. Wow. Because here I was being faced with this wonderful story of redemption that my mm. friend was sharing with me. And I'm so thankful that in that moment, um, I didn't, you know, let my, I don't know if it would be my pride, but I, I'm so glad that nothing got in the way. And I didn't just say, oh, well, good for you, hon. I'm so happy that you're free and that you um, feel forgiven. Like, I'm so glad I didn't shut the conversation down mm. because I think that's what a, a lot of me wanted to do. But I don't remember exactly what I said, but in a round, in, um, in some way, shape, or form, I said, you know what? I need that too. <laughs> and um, I am so grateful that, you know, at the time I didn't realize what it was, but it was the Holy Spirit was just, He just flooded me. And it's like something just broke <laughs> because I sat there in that coffee shop and didn't care what anybody thought around me because I just <laughs> sobbed. <laughs> and I said, I don't really know what this study is. Um, you know, here at, at this t moment in time, I didn't have a strong relationship with the Lord, and I ha can honestly say that He, that God wasn't the Lord of my life at this moment. Mm -hmm. I had still kind of mm -hmm. strayed from that relationship. I believed, was raised in the church, but I didn't have that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So, I was, I was like, you know, I don't. To my friend, I just said, I don't really know what the, in, that involves, but I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And we started the next week. We started that following Tuesday, and what's amazing is God revealed to me just yesterday that um, I started that Bible study with her November 13th, 2018. So it's wow. almost exactly two years ago to this wow. day. Yeah. And God has ran with me over the la last two years. So I, um, I'd love to explain a little bit more about that. But, oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, here I was starting this Bible study, and it was hard at first. Uh, well, it's hard uh, most of the time <laughs> because you're revisiting a lot of those memories that you've yeah. stuffed down for mm -hmm. so long. And um, I, and he, here I was at this point, coming to the point in the study where we're talking about have we told our f close friends and family about our abortion? Hmm. And then is where it came to light that I actually hadn't told my husband so here we are, married for three years at this point. I'm in a Bible study that he doesn't even know what it's about. <laughs> you know, he's very supportive, and he just thinks I go to my friend's house every Tuesday and hang out for three hours, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because it's like, what are they yeah, doing for three pretty hours? normal relationship. Yeah. In a guy's yeah. mind, you're yeah. like, that's a lot of ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, okay, have fun. How many fun. friendship bracelets can you make? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So... But God is so good because mm -hmm. in the midst of this study, he presented me with the perfect opportunity to tell Josh. Mm. And it was in a moment where Josh was being vulnerable with me mm. and sharing something with me. And I just felt that overwhelming sense of the spirit again. Mm. And he and God was saying, this is your moment. Mm. It's time to tell him. And Josh received the news with so much grace. Mm. And... Um, love and understanding and i actually think in a strange way it made us closer yeah you know yeah. because we, we we were just able mm. to take our relationship and communication to a level that i had always wanted but i was um 
I do feel like having a secret like an abortion and the shame that comes with that, it does, um, for some people and myself included, keep you from fully loving people mm. and fully being in relationship with friends and family and the Lord because you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you want to let them fully in because mm. there's so much ugly inside is what you feel. Mm. So anyway, um, I tell Josh and we, uh, and we, um, you know, we just take that fact of our marriage and we, and we grow closer because of it. And then a few weeks later, he tells me we're moving to Cedar Falls, Iowa. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, Lord. So you're car- God just carried me through this study that, um, and I want to kind of pause on like that study really quick before I dive into the, the road trip over here to Iowa. But um, that study was hard, but so freeing. Mm-hmm. It's like through that study, the Lord had taken this dark root of shame inside of me that was so intertwined with everything of my being. And he just ripped it out. Wow. And I came out of that study a changed person. And I understand now it's because I was being clothed in Christ, Mm. essentially, because that study is what led me to my relationship with the Lord. Mm. I gave my life over to the Lord and and there was no other option for me because of what I had just experienced. I had just experienced so much freedom, so much love, so much redemption. Um, you know, that still is a daily surrender, of course, mm-hmm. but I was so transformed that there was no other option. It was like, he, this is real. God is so good. Wow. And, I, and then I, you know, so when Josh told me that we would be moving to, to Iowa in April of the following year, yeah, of the following year, um, I just began to pray. And I said, okay, what you just brought me through, Lord, was miraculous. And please don't let me waste this. Mm. Help me to remember what it was like before. Mm-hmm. Help me w- to remember what it was like during. And help me to remember what it feels like to be f- uh, forgiven and set free by you. Yeah. So that I can tell somebody <laughs> that it's real, mm. you know? So I began praying for Candeo, praying for alternatives, praying for an opportunity uh, like this, but it, you know, this is much bigger <laughs> than <laughs> I thought, than I thought yeah, yeah, I was yeah. praying for. Yeah, it's, yeah. All good. it's all good. Jumping in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so really, um, my work at Alternatives has been an answered prayer. Because what I'm noticing now is once I started to share my story um, with a few people, you know, it started with maybe the staff at Alternatives and Jordan and I had a conversation one day where he was just like, what's your God story? And I was like, oh my goodness, are we going there? How much time you got? I know, well, we were together a little while. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and every time I share my story, and I just, which I just shared with my own dad a few weeks ago, mm. um, every time I do it, I get a little more healed, mm. and I get a little bit more empowered, because I'm no, because I truly am no longer living in shame. I'm actually living in. I'm motivated by mm. my by my choices. It's it's because I I'm so desperately want women to know a few things about abortion, um, that it is a lie. And it's, it's going to stick with you forever. You know, a lot of women think that they can stuff it down. And a lot of women think that they're successfully doing that, I think. Mm-hmm. There are women in our church that are um, 
you know, sadly, probably doing exactly what I was doing for so many years. Mm. And my hope is that one person that listens to this um, will decide to do what I did and confess their sins Mm. to God and to a trusted uh, believer, friend, maybe, and possibly even do a Bible study because Mm. we have this Bible study at Alternatives. Wow. Because I... What's the name of it? It's called... uh, Well, we're actually soon going to launch a new one. Um, But the one I did was called Forgiven and Set Free. Um, Well, that's the one we currently have at Alternatives. Um, The one that I did was called Surrendering the Secret. Mm. Yeah. So they're all essentially the same. Um, They're wonderful and they're all uh, rooted in God. Um, But, you know, my hope is that I can speak to the women in the church but also just the women in society, you know, the women everywhere, you know, one in four women have had an abortion or multiple Mm. abortions. And when I've had, when I came to that realization, my heart broke because I, you know, I, I never really thought, oh, that people could have more than one, Mm. you know, and that's just really sad, but also something that, that they can be set free from mm-hmm. because sin is sin and we serve a really good God, yeah. a really, really loving God. So I just want the women in the church to have what I have because they really can have a deeper relationship with the Lord. I, mm-hmm. I really believe that mm-hmm. if they surrender mm-hmm. their, you know, and confess their sins. Um, and it doesn't have to be on a public scale like this. Right. <laughs> I want them to know yeah. that too. Right. It can be, it can still remain, you know, in a small circle. And then another group of people that I really would love to speak to, and I do believe that God's going to ask me to do this for a while, (laughs) you know, and that's okay. I'll do it for as long as he asks me to, but it's for the women that um, might find themselves with an unplanned pregnancy. Mm. It could be of any age, you know. I've talked to women at Alternatives all the way from, um, you know, in their teens to in their 60s that are still suffering from their past abortion, Mm. and that's just not okay. You know, when there's so much freedom in Christ. Mm. Um, So I want to speak to the women that might find themselves in the situation that I did in high school and tell them that there are other choices that can be made here. Adoption is a beautiful choice. Mm. Um, Life is a is the choice. (laughs) Mm. Um, There is no choice, actually. You know, I don't believe that either. I, I think that the women. One thing that I'll touch on is the women that do think, you know, that they have a choice, you know, the pro-choice group. Um, I think that as Christians, we do need to speak to that because what I've come to realize in my research and as I keep learning is that those women are most likely, most likely women that have had abortions themselves. And now here they are trying to justify their decision by being outspoken and, you know, Mm. being in that pro-choice community and um, we have to show them grace and show them love and, um, you know, try to understand that they could possibly be hurting um, like I was, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot of sides to it. There's a lot of questions. It's a hard topic. I'm willing to answer anything I can. I just can only speak to my experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to upset anyone or, you know, I'm just trying <laughs> to share what God's done for me. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, the, the morning of this recording, 
um, just this morning. I actually went to the doctor and my husband and I, God is so good and his timing is always perfect, but sometimes <laughs> funny. So just this morning, my husband and I got to go to our appointment at the OBGYN and yeah. celebrate the fact that we're in our second trimester of and, expecting and that, our first awesome. baby, Praise which, God. Yeah. which is yeah. such a blessing. And I've been crying all morning, so that's probably why I'm out of tears. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're all gone. Yes. <laughs> or I'll probably be crying again right now. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just really good because I'm so thankful that the Lord started this journey two years ago yeah. because I really believe that if I was pregnant and hadn't had that healing experience, that miraculous healing experience, I do think that I do believe that this pregnancy would be hard mm. because what's happening now is I am being faced with the reality of what I've done, mm. you know, through the ultrasounds and through learning about the growth of my baby, because I to just today I got to see our baby rolling around and being mm. active in my womb. And at 13 weeks pregnant, you know, but that gives me a whole new perspective on what I did way back when, mm -hmm. you know, and and I do believe that by God's grace, I'm able to experience this with nothing but joy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, of course, I mourn for the baby that has was lost, but I do believe that I'll see him or her in heaven, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just one of those things that God's given me so much healing that I can enjoy this mm -hmm. because the enemy would love nothing more than for my life to just be wrecked and for to suck all the joy out of everything, yeah, including this, our first baby, yeah. so together and. And um, I don't know, it's just a good thing, you know, and I did write down one one piece of scripture that actually has really helped me through this. I'd love to read it Absolutely. if that's okay. Yeah. Um, when I did the Bible study um, in 2018, you know, this is when Ezekiel um, chapter 11, verse 19 came to life for me and became my reality. And it says, I will give them an undivided heart. And I will put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Mm. And it's actually, that is the best description of what happened to me mm. is I came out of that and I was just a new creation. Mm. Wow. And I, there's no turning back, you know, yeah. so um, I'm just grateful. Um and I'll run with God with this as long as he asks me to. Mm. So I just want to glorify him in, in the best, to the best of my ability. You Amen. Know? Yeah. That's, that's, I was going to ask you like in that study, cause yeah, especially with, with what you said, like one in four mm -hmm. women have gone through what you've gone through. Right. And, and so I was, yeah, I was going to ask like, what, what was a foundational thing as you walked through that study that, uh, that women who haven't walked through that study yet uh, need to hear spoken over them. Yeah. Um, in that path of healing. I think that, oh gosh, that's a loaded question that could go a lot of different directions. <laughs> but I do think that at, at its core, the study is just, I mean, it's all about God and how he is a God of love and a God of forgiveness. Mm. And that, no, we can't do anything to break that. I mean, he loves us through our good, through our bad, and that sin is sin, you know? I think that a lot of women, you know, look at a sin as some kind of hierarchy, you know? And um, the study just explains that God wants us to live in joy. He wants us to live in peace and, and to, in his presence mm -hmm. and to experience his full love. So 
you can't really do that when you're in such a broken state mm-hmm. and feeling mm-hmm. like you can't let him in or you can't let him see you fully, even though he can. He can see all of us fully mm-hmm. inside and out. He knows all of our <laughs> thoughts and desires and everything. But you don't feel like that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in such a shameful, broken place. So the study really just helps you overcome that. And it does that in steps. It's a process, but it's a beautiful process that's so worth it. Um, So I really encourage women, if they need it, to Mm. give it a shot because there's there's no sense in spending the rest of your life hiding that something that is affecting every aspect of your life because... Um, abortion is a traumatic experience and when trauma is not dealt with it will manifest itself in your life in ways Mm. that you might not even realize Mm. anger depression um, anxiety you know lack of intimacy Um, you know some a lot of women will not want to get pregnant ever you Mm. know and and that's not what God wants for us you know Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's it's so beautiful and like delightful, joy filling. Like I don't, I don't have the adjective, you know. But to like your story is an embodiment of what the enemy meant for evil. Mm-hmm. God meant it for good. Mm-hmm. Like this thing, like what you're saying is like this thing that could have defined you, that that Satan would have loved mm-hmm. for this to be the banner that waves over your life right. is is this failure, this sin. Like he wanted that to be your identity, yep. but God in all of this had a different meaning for that. Yeah. And is now using you mm-hmm. as like a conduit of truth, of grace, of love, and of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. For these women who like are living in silence Mm -hmm. and continue to have that anthem played by the enemy over their life and continue to be torn down. And for you to be stepping forward going like, no, like the cross speaks a better word about who we are, no matter what we've done. So it's, man, it's just amazing. I mean, when I came to that realization that the blood of Jesus covers all sin, I Mm. mean, it's just like everybody needs to know that truth, you know? So I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't care what people think of me. This is not about me. Mm. This is about God and and what Jesus can do for these women and and men, actually. You know, there's always a man involved in this scenario. Mm. So there's a lot of men that would have been dads that may be suffering also in silence. Mm. So, you know, we do have... Um, male advocates at alternatives as well. So if there happens to be a man listening to this um, and they need healing, there's a study for that too. Mm. You know, and I hadn't really thought of that mm. until I went through my own study and I thought, you know, how did this affect that gentleman? You know? Yeah. Can you can you speak a little bit more? Because we love alternatives. Sure. We've, we've been partnered with alternatives mm. almost as close to the beginning as I could probably think of, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. we just love alternatives. And I just, to use this as a platform to just speak to everything that Alternatives yeah. does, offers that people might not even know about. Right. Like if someone if someone came up to you and said, wait, what's Alternatives? Yeah. What would you tell them? And that happens a lot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> which, is, which is a really fun conversation <laughs> because 
first of all, it, I, it's surprising to me how many people in the Cedar Valley don't know of alternatives or mm -hmm. what they do. So it's become my passion to get the word out of what it is and what we do because I don't want to see women. My desire is for women to not go to the other places that they could go for counseling mm -hmm. in a in a crisis pregnancy or unplanned pregnancy situation. Um, so we got to get the word out and advertise about Absolutely. alternatives. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, <laughs> but, so what do they do? Mm -hmm. So alternatives is really, uh, we desire to be the first stop for a, a, a woman facing an unplanned pregnancy. That's mm -hmm. our, that's our desire. And we want to, you know, we believe in life and not just choosing life, but abundant life. Mm -hmm. So we want these women to walk in. If they're pregnant, we want them to feel loved, not judged, that we want them to feel compassion, and that we want them to feel equipped to carry this pregnancy. And we want them to be educated. So what we do is, you know, we educate those women on what, you know, what stage of pregnancy they're in. You know, what 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 does your baby look like right now? What ha, What's already developed, mm -hmm. you know? And we want them to know their options. And by that, I mean education. Mm -hmm. We want to educate them on what it means to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. There are some women that call alternatives and, you know, ask if we have those, you know, and we, we invite them in to, for education. Mm. We say no, but we can, we can explain all of your options to you. Mm. And we, we, show, we kind of explain to them essentially what it means to terminate a pregnancy because like myself, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I didn't know. No one told me what, it, what I was choosing. So in addition to that, we um, explained to them, you know, that adoption's an option, and that's a beautiful choice. Mm -hmm. And then parent your child and carry it a term is a wonderful choice, too, mm -hmm. and we want to celebrate that. But, you know, we have some women that come in that just don't feel like they can do it, whether it's finances, whether they don't have support at home. Um, so we help them see that they can do it. Mm -hmm. And we do that through parenting classes. We do that. They, meet, uh, they can meet with us every other week. And they come in for an hour. We watch educational videos um, that would pair uh, exactly with what stage of pregnancy they're in, or, or you know, any other concerns they have. We have an abundance of resources, and we pray with them. Um, you know, we ask permission first, but we always present the gospel and pray with them at each appointment. So cool. Yeah, it really is. We read a devotional, um, and then at the end of each appointment, we we. Sh sh shower them with um, materials, you know, with clothing and diapers and wipes and, um, you know, things for mom and dad, too, like mm -hmm. shampoos and conditioners, laundry mm -hmm. soap. I mean, essentials that people need. Yeah. Showing them that they can do this and we will help them because we'll connect them if they need financial aid or we'll connect them if they need counseling or a doula or mm -hmm. a car seed. You know, it's just all the things that, they, that we can help them mm -hmm. see that they can do this. Yeah. So that's one thing that we do. Um, that's that's probably, just one. Yeah. 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 That's, one of the that's 17. The first yeah. <laughs> Which is the majority, I think, of what, of what we do. Um, yeah. And then we also offer, I mean, first of all, all of our services are free and confidential. Mm. So that's really important to know. But in addition to the pregnancy tests and the parenting classes, we also offer um, free STD testing, you know, which is really important. Um, we don't want people to go without that if they need that. Um, and what's kind of cool is that gets them in our door and we can talk to them about Jesus, you yeah. know, and we can pray with them over there. Cause that's a really scary thing too, 
if you think you have an STD, we can sit with them and of course perform the, the test and then we can talk about like, okay, abstinence and like other, lots of other aspects of that, mm. you know, and um, and pray with them over the results and, and things like that. So, and then we have, um, let's see, pregnancy tests, STD tests, parenting classes, and then we have a man cave. Uh, yeah, and then I, I think, <laughs> and then, um, so we have a, um, a, basically a dad's program. And mm. we really, really encourage the dads to come because when the dads come with the women, they get double the materials. So not only are they both getting education and mm. the males actually eat, uh, they meet with a male advocate. Mm. So they get like a male perspective. They get some mm. bro time, you know, <laughs> and the girls go with the girls. Um, but they get double the resources. So they're going to get double baby clothes, double wipes, double diapers. Mm -hmm. And that's just a really good incentive to get the dads in there yeah, totally. and feel loved yeah, on awesome. too. Um, I think, Jordan, were you going to mention the Journey program? Um, I do want to <laughs> okay. mention the Journey program. Mm -hmm. I, what I wanted to share is, so when our staff walked through alternatives, <clears throat> there was a moment that I think about the room about dropped. Um, we were in the ultrasound room. Oh, yes. And uh, you guys offer free ultrasound Thank and all you. that. And you had mentioned earlier. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, I mean, you had mentioned earlier on that uh, the power of, 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 of seeing the screen of the mm -hmm. ultrasound. And you dropped a stat. Now, I want to make sure, it, or some, you were, or the other uh, guy we were with dropped a stat that um, when, when somebody is walking into a clinic, mm -hmm. like alternatives, and has intentions for uh, an abortion mm -hmm. and sees the baby mm -hmm. on an ultrasound, mm -hmm. 90, 90 percent of the time, uh, they will choose life. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That wasn't me that said that, but that was probably our nurse. Yes. Um, her, her name is also Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> so it gets confusing. Oh, that's yes. true. Yeah. Um, but Lindsay yeah, um, that sounds right. Yeah. So that, yep. I think <laughs> that, isn't that amazing? Like, blew us away, like the power of mm -hmm. seeing life on a screen. And yeah. I, and I, there's a pregnancy center, um, we partner with overseas as well. It's really oh, interesting wow. actually that they, uh, they, 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 they dropped a similar stat, but actually, mm -hmm. so overseas in some of these cultures, they so value life and even life of like cows and like, you mm -hmm. know, sheep and animals and all these, like you don't kill life, right? It's just mm -hmm. like a big value statement mm -hmm. that when, when they overseas, uh, when the mom sees, the screen of the ultrasound. It's like basically a hundred percent because mm -hmm. they look at the screen, they say, there's life. Yes. There's yeah. life. Yeah. So you don't, you know what I mean? Yes. And, uh, it, it's so literally that, like an alternatives overseas. Yeah. Wow, it's, it's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it's, I had um, no idea. They, they do it's a lot so of what great. you guys do, yeah. but, but I just thought that was so powerful when we yeah. were in that room. I was like, man, that, that just, blows me away mm -hmm. and makes so much sense. So I love that you guys Thank you for it. bringing up yeah. ultrasounds because I can't believe I forgot that beautiful part of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah. true. It's true. You know, and I don't, I don't know. Um, I can't, I can never change the past, but I do like to believe that if I saw the ultrasound image, I would have made a different choice too, mm -hmm. because that would have brought so mm -hmm. much reality to what mm -hmm. was going on in my body, especially totally. after seeing my ultrasound this morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just so amazing, awesome. mm -hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, yes, um, we do ultrasounds too. So come on in. <laughs> so ultrasounds, journey programs. Yes. yes. Is this, this is the new thing, right? This is mm -hmm. new, and COVID awesome. has kind of delayed it a little bit, but we're not giving up. We yeah. are going to go through with it. It's just a matter of when. Um, so what the journey, COVID. <laughs> Seriously. What the journey pro program is, is essentially we're going to try to find a bridge where we can, um, the clients at Alternatives, if they don't have a church and they mm. want to get plugged into a church, we're going to have people planted at churches in the Cedar Valley that are going to 
par- essentially partner with that client. Maybe go to coffee with them and then invite them to sit with them in church. You know, mm-hmm. come on, come on, you know, like come on over to Candeo Sunday. I'll be at the 9:30 service. We can sit together um, and kind of just help them get involved in, in a community. Um, you know, a Christ-filled community yeah. that's going to, you know, shower them in love and support no matter what. Yeah. So that's kind of yes. essentially what it, we what we desire it to be. Um, I'm going to help head that. So if you have anybody in mind <laughs> that um, at churches in the community yes. and Candeo yes. um, that you would Whoever like to... Whoever is listening right now, if you want to... <laughs> My number Lindsay. is... Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, kidding. Seriously. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be a really beautiful thing yeah. too when we're able to launch that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I love the like ecclesiology or, or the, the way you think through partnering with churches in that. Yeah. And, and so mm-hmm. you, you are caring holistically yeah. for the mom and, and dad on, yes, we want to help you through this, but we also want to put you in in the context of a local church where yeah. you you will have community long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love it's It's such a sweet relationship that we have with alternatives because we don't have ultrasounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do it. We, we can't do that. Can't you do don't that know part. how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I mean, I don't know how to no, do it either. You know, yeah, <laughs> we'll send you to the expert. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just yeah. it's the it's the beauty of that relationship, and so yeah, I got I get pretty excited about this journey yeah. program because I think it, it, it's a sweet ad that you guys are, are, are doing. Well, because we want to care for the whole person, you know, we want to meet their yeah. immediate need, totally. but what about their spiritual need? And I actually wrote down um, one of the only three things I wrote down to try to remember was <laughs> actually just a few weeks ago, Jake at um, and I tried to write it down exactly, but you shared um, in your message on October twenty fifth about the healing at the pool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, about, you know, how you shared, and I just thought it was beautiful, and it really broke me. I was bawling. I was like, oh, boy, I need a nap after this service. (laughs) But, um, you know, it said, Christians are radically pro-life. They care for the vulnerable vulnerable children in the womb, but also vulnerable vulnerable people in the society. Mm. But we need to remember to to care about both, not one, not the other, both. Mm. We can't just get so passionate about one and not the other. Because there are, and essentially, what I wrote after that was because there are women and and or men in our society that are suffering with a broken mm. soul. Yeah. Um. Because they're still so stuck in their sin, and it can be any sin. Mm. We're not. It doesn't. You know, any sin that's preventing you from having a full relationship with Christ, mm. you know, um, they're feeling separated from our holy God who loves us and wants a relationship with us. Mm. Um, so yes, we need to meet immediate needs like ultrasounds and pregnancy tests mm-hmm. and STD tests and, and material assistance. But what about the soul of yeah. that individual and yeah. the future? Yeah. The sanctity of life from womb to tomb, right? Yes, like the yes. whole yeah. spectrum. It's and the I whole just thought thing. that was really beautiful, um, you know, and I really hope that conversations like that can start happening in church more mm. more and more and more totally. um, so that people don't feel hopeless yeah. because that's how I felt I was yeah. like oh this is you know church is so great but um, what about me yeah. yeah I am totally hopeless here where's where do I fit in here <laughs> and that's oh, man. Uh, it's so helpful to hear your story Lindsay. O- honestly as a, as a pastor and it's something I've got to keep in my mind as we speak to things like abortions and different sins and things like that to, to be aware uh, from the front of the stage it's like there are people that have mm-hmm. a story similar to yours and, mm-hmm. and maybe haven't hit that point of like even putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ or mm-hmm. something like an abortion recovery uh, Bible study. But um, I do think we need to be sensitive and aware and gracious gracious shepherds as we speak truth, speak mm-hmm. truth, absolutely. Um, but to be aware that uh, people are broken and mm-hmm. people that are walking through our, our front doors and, mm-hmm. and are feeling this. So, so I'm so 
uh, grateful for you uh, to have the courage and boldness and humility to share mm-hmm. your story because I, I hope it does empower others um, uh, to, to share also and to mm-hmm. bring things into the light mm-hmm. and, and, and really find healing in Christ. Well, and I think, I think it really highlights too, like to, for anyone listening, whether you're a guy who has encouraged your girlfriend, wife, whoever, to have an abortion, mm-hmm. paid for it, whatever it is, or mm-hmm. a woman who is considering that or has already gone through that, for you to know, like, the local church is a place for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is not a scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that we can bring to our salvation except the sin that made it necessary. Like, mm-hmm. when you walk into the doors of a church, you're not walking into a group of perfect people. Mm-hmm. You're walking into a group of broken people who worship a perfect Savior. Mm-hmm. And to know where it's like... And like I think you said it earlier, Lindsay, where it's like we can have this kind of hierarchy of sins mm-hmm. and and the guilt and the shame and that banner that Satan wants to fly over your life can make you feel like this isn't a place for me and for mm-hmm. you to hear like yeah. from from all of us like like you are wanted mm-hmm. and welcome you belong. within you belong yeah. Yeah. in the church yeah. and and your story is such a a massive banner of God's grace, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Um, Question I had. Okay. So, uh, so alternatives mm-hmm. uh, is supported by local churches all around mm-hmm. the Cedar Valley, not just Candeo. Mm-hmm. If somebody's listening to this, going, that sounds like an amazing place. Mm-hmm. One, where can I learn more about that? And two, how can I get involved, help, be of support, like in any way, yeah. volunteer, financially, monetary, whatever it is. Like, like how can anyone listening to this go? I, I really want to get behind alternatives and, and help them continue in that mission and succeed in that. Yeah. So a lot of people started our website, um, and it is APC. You know what? I'm going to double we'll check it, that. We'll put it in the show awesome. notes. Awesome. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, Just click of... the link in the show notes. So, but at there. our website, you know, there is a volunteer tab. So if you are looking to volunteer, oh, here's awesome. a couple of different places that you can get involved. You know, you can apply. And then a lot of times, Cara will get in touch with you. And, um, Cara's amazing. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. If you go to Candeo, though, you can just reach out to me. Because as the liaison, I, I that's really I'm I'm helping I'm going to help that conversation oh, yeah. get started, yeah. and we can go to coffee and I can answer all your questions. So look me up on Facebook or whatever. I don't care how you <laughs> contact me. Um, but if you are outside of Candeo, and um, you can go to the website, fill out a short application, and apply, and then you can do so many things at alternatives and it can be one hour a week you know or it can be like me where i want to be there every hour they're open um (laughs) but you can you know help us sort baby clothes i mean that's really Mm. helpful because we're shopping for our clients right now so an organized space is really helpful in this covid world we live in because we're not only serving them while they're here for the appointment but we need to gather all their materials quickly so to make help that be the streamlined streamlined um, process. Yeah. Um, so you can do something as simple as help us clean this, clean the clinic or, um, or sort the clothes, you know, or if you want to do what I do, which is a client advocate, um, where you visit with uh, our clients every other week for one hour, um, you can absolutely do that. And I, what I love to speak about for the advocate role, male or female, because we need male advocates too, mm. is please don't let your experience or lack of experience stop you from applying for that position because the enemy tried to talk me out of it and try to, wow. to, to, to kind of convince me that I was not qualified. 
because I had not had a <laughs> No, seriously. I almost We're laughing because we feel like you're the most qualified oh, person. Word, yeah. in the world no, to, no. To I do really that, didn't you know? feel that way getting started. Yeah. I thought I, yeah, I, I thought, man, this sounds perfect, but I've never had a baby. I don't even know what it means to breastfeed really technically. Mm. You know, I don't know how to change a diaper. But all of those things don't matter. Because mm. as an advocate, they we just need someone with the heart for God, a heart for people, a good listener, mm-hmm. compassionate, because that's really, at the end of the day, all these, a lot of times these men and women need is someone just to talk to, of course, educate them, and they need materials, but they just need someone to listen. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. be an advocate. Um, we need receptionists. If you want to just be that first smiling face or that first voice mm-hmm. that people hear on the phone, because that's actually really important too. Oh, yeah. When you're calling a place like this, imagine like, the nerves that mm-hmm. are going, you know, through you. Um, so having a smiling face on the other end of the phone, mm-hmm. um, and monetarily, if you want to donate, we'll take it all. We do not turn those down. It was right. funny. We had a guy. I overheard the the gals talking about this guy that called and said, you know, I want to. Can I just drop off a check? And we, <laughs> they were like, um, yes, for one dollar or one hundred thousand, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, so yes, you can donate um, lots and lots of different ways. Yeah. Actually right now if, if you do listen to this um, sooner than later we have a raffle going on so a lot of times we'll do fundraisers um, because we couldn't have our our gala uh, yeah. because of COVID that was a, one of our major yeah. events to raise yeah. money so we, we're trying to do fun things so check us out on social media uh, Facebook and Instagram because we'll post a lot of things that we're trying to do to raise money fun things you know mm. raffles right now we're giving away a, I think a 70 inch TV you know like so we try to do fun things small and well, there you go <laughs> okay yeah it's a five dollar entry <laughs> so go That's ahead and awesome. when we get done here we'll go ahead and get you signed up yeah absolutely but uh, yeah, Jake's already got it pulled up on his laptop. And I, I'm sure there's. I kind of do actually. Uh, you actually 100 do. <laughs> I'm sure there's things I'm forgetting, but there's lots of ways to get involved. That's and, and awesome. Whether you have an hour a week or, or ten. Yes, that's know, awesome. So. That website is alternativecenter.org. Yeah. AlternativeCenter.org. It comes up as APC. Okay. So you're yeah you are on the right track. Thank there. you for alternativecenter.org. That is awesome. And is there anything else? <sighs> I just want to say thank you. This, uh, I, I think this has been um, so incredible. I hope every person at Candeo Church mm-hmm. listens to this podcast and mm-hmm. hears uh, your story. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and we hope to share it in, in other ways and, mm-hmm. you know, here at Candeo Church. But um, I think there, it, it's been so fun to hear your story for them the first time we met and you mm-hmm. sharing it and even sharing it now and how you continue to expand on how God's um, uh, grown you in the midst of this all, um, such a trophy of his grace in so many different ways. And, and like what you talked about, uh, you know, that Genesis 50, 20 verse, where it's like, well, you planned for evil with the devil planned for evil. Mm-hmm. God used for, for great good. And, uh, it's so cool to see how he's now using you and the value you walked through to mm-hmm. shepherd so many women, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, the opportunities you have. So thank you. That's no, That's thank you. It's it's only by God's grace that I can even have this conversation, mm. you know, so I'm just going to run with it, Man. you know, and glorify him in any way I can. So however you want to use me, I'm available. <laughs> well, it's cool to see, too, like the Lord truly is multiplying life through yep. your story, oh. like multiplying Amen. it, Amen. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just I, the, one of the things I love about. Not just your story, but alternatives in particular, as we talk about caring for the vulnerable. Like, alternatives doesn't just care for the vulnerable in the womb. It cares Mm -hmm. for the vulnerable people who are carrying the vulnerable in the womb, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there is a vulnerability in that unplanned pregnancy 
like spot too, you know, and then like multiply it again and go, and also for the vulnerability that we have before God, Mm -hmm. that we aren't just physical beings, we're also spiritual beings. And, and it's, it's almost like, like you're hitting every category of vulnerability from womb, life and eternal life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, wow, what? I can't, I can't think of a greater thing to get behind than, than something that really hits every one of those categories, you yeah, know? That's really, so. It's really great to hear. That's exciting. And, you know, just a conversation that needs to happen more in the Absolutely. church and outside the church, but, you know, yeah. we got to start somewhere. Well, praise God. Thanks for coming in, Lindsay. Thank you for really having us. Thank it. you for having me. I said, uh, thank you for having us. Well, I guess there is, it is us. It. <laughs> There's more than one of you here. Thanks for having yes. me and my babe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.